Hey guys, we're gonna do a walk and talk episode, but since I'm no longer in New York, we're gonna do walk and talk episodes while I stand and curl my hair and put my makeup on. So that's that. Uh, what I wanted to share with you, I had this little burst of inspiration because I, I listen to a podcast every single morning. I revolve between, I would say, five or six different business ones just to get my ideas swirling and start to, or, you know, understand a little bit more about the industry at large and really understand what's going on. And I was standing here and my brain just did that thing that it does. And I know that you guys experience, which is that I had a thought, which led to a thought, which led to a thought, which led to a thought. And then I was seven miles away from the original thought that had peaked when I was listening to this episode. And what I was thinking about was like, what's the goal, right? What is the goal in life? What's the goal in business? What's the goal in life? And it stemmed from the fact that I was listening to a podcast that was like, hey, by the way, all of these like self-help tricks for productivity or for your best self, whether it's taking an ice bath or meditating or making sure that you're up at 5 a.m. and you read a chapter of a book and write 10 pages. Like, you know, there are people who are wildly successful who do those things. And there are people who are wildly successful who sleep in until 10 and they don't work out and they like hardly shower and they're not taking care of their nutrition. And it's like, I'm not even shaming those people. My point here is that like, you got to do what's good for you. Right. And I oscillate a lot back and forth between how I feel about giving advice. And obviously I'm pro giving advice at least 51% because I give advice basically for a living on my Instagram and with my uh, clients and I give them insight into how they should run their business. And the thing is that it's tough to give advice because it's so nuanced and you really need an expert to give nuanced advice. There's, I don't remember who said this to me and it's definitely like a famous quote and I didn't hear it from the person who said it originally. I heard it from like a boss who said something like the beginner has the answer. The expert says it depends. And I find myself often saying it depends because it really does. So if someone says, is this priced correctly? Well, it depends. What are your goals? What do you want that thing to do for you? I understand the nuance of that question and how the tiniest things could shift. Uh, you know, did I have a successful year? Well, it depends. You know, what were the metrics of success and how do you feel about it? And that's just a couple questions to get started. So What's interesting, and now it sounds like this is a ramble. It's not. I'm getting to a point. But the thing is, is that when we are, oh my God, I almost burned my hand. When we are listening to advice, when we are giving advice, it's just so tough because you have to really, we have to as consumers, and if you listen to the podcast, you hear me say this often, or maybe maybe you're going to say this often because I think I say this in a ton of upcoming podcasts because I did like 10 at once, but I'm really stuck on this idea that we have to filter advice through our own internal filtration system that says, are they talking to me? Is this advice intended for someone like me? And I don't mean like me, like is something wrong with me? I mean like... The advice that I'm giving is really meant for someone who wants a big career, who isn't afraid of the word hustle, 
who sure wants a work-life balance, but like is willing to sacrifice a little bit right now for the long-term win. Like there is nothing wrong with saying, I want to make 50 grand and I want to work two days a week. That's fucking smart in my book. You have no overhead. It's an easy business. The hardest part is getting started. And once you're started, you're set. So my point here is that you have to pay attention to the advice and who's giving it. The person who's giving advice is probably being really loud about it because they believe it strongly, strongly, right? If someone says, oh my gosh, this thing cleared up by acne, you have to try it. They believe in it strongly. It doesn't mean that the other person is going to respond well to it right? If someone says, this really changed my business, I made $150,000 in a week. Great. But like, there's so many factors that went into it that maybe that person doesn't have access to, or that maybe that person doesn't know about, or that maybe that person isn't ready for like, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So when we're listening to advice, we have to really be able to differentiate, is this person talking to me? And how does this fit in with what I'm doing? Because advice is not something to follow to a T. It's something that should kick off the research. Okay. So if we go back to that acne example, oh my God, this really cured my acne. You should go try it. The takeaway should not be, I'm going to tell my doctor that I'm only using this medicine and this is the only medicine I'm using. The next action should be, I need to see if this fits with my, you know, my system, aka my body would be the system in this one. But I need to see if this fits with my systems. I need to see if this is something that would align with me. I need to see if this is right for me. And I still have not gotten to the goal of what I wanted to actually talk about, but this is where my mind was going, was this whole thing about advice has to be filtered. It just does. If someone said to me, Ashley, do you know what I hear all the time? Ashley, you need to do a brick and mortar for me time. Ashley, you need to do a brick and mortar for me time. Ashley, you should do yoga classes and meditation classes. And you could do all of these pop-ups all over the country. And you know what? The thing is, they're completely right. They are completely right that that is such a no-brainer, knock it out of the park activity. The difference in what they may not know is that my goal is to sell the business. And to sell a business in a really clean way, you can't have a ton of different divisions. So now I'm also adding a brick and mortar division and I need somebody to manage the build and I need somebody to, then my overhead skyrockets and I have to make up sales to compensate for that. And the pressure is just too much. To build and sell a clean business, you have a few great products. You show runway and ways that they can, that whoever's going to buy the company can take it and blow it up. So maybe I make plans for those things, but I don't actually do it because then I have to keep running that business because successful businesses sell, not new ones, not test ones. So the thing is, they're correct. I should be doing brick and mortar for me time. That doesn't mean I'm going to because I, I have decided by checking in with my internal systems, that's not right for me. It's not right for my goals. It's not right for what I want to do. It's not right for my lifestyle. It's not, now I'm putting on makeup if you guys hear things. It's not right for how I want to uh, grow other businesses and how that business fits into my, uh, let's say, product suite of businesses. So there's just a lot there, right? There's a lot there to kind of consider. Now, where I ended in this downward spiral of thoughts, because I started with, no morning routine is correct. No routine at all is correct. It's correct to find yours, right? Which led me to advice needs to be filtered. Advice needs to be filtered. And we need to really be able to, you know, like 
differentiate what is for us versus not for us. And that responsibility is our own. It is not somebody's fault to give advice. For instance, if I was following someone's advice and they said, this didn't work for me, not their problem. We have to be the ones that take ownership over the due diligence of that idea and whether or not it fits properly into the schematics of our future and our future growth, et cetera, et cetera. Now, where I ended is, this is so funny to end here. Uh, and the whole reason that I was like, I'm going to make a podcast out of this is because I've started to notice that I have a very clear opinion on something. And it's something that comes up often in the doers. And it's something that comes up often in conversation. And maybe, I'm sure that I'm sure I brought it up on the podcast. And I'm sure I brought it up on a training. I'm sure I brought it up on Instagram. But like, it's something that comes up often, often, often for me. And it's interesting because the more that I do the work, the more that I realize I am consistent in my message. And I think that that is how we find a niche. Three years later, I feel like I'm finding it. So that's why I've always also hated the word niche, but I'm getting sidetracked. My point is, I have a very clear opinion. I have a very clear opinion about what I think we as people need to make the goal. And that's where I started this podcast. And you're probably like, get to the point. Um, I think that the goal in my life, and I can't tell you what to do with yours, is my goal in my life is to live a life with the least amount of shame as possible. I want to live a life with the least amount of shame possible. And the reason for that is because shame hits everything. Shame affects all things. If I say... I follow the social bungalow and the social bungalow who I respect. The social bungalow has this really incredible post about how to make $100,000 and I tried it, which I didn't. I'm not trying to use her as an example. I'll probably edit this out later. But uh, I tried to launch the way that she said to and I didn't make $100,000. What kicks in? Is it work mode? Is it let's get back to work or is it shame? Because let's get back to work sounds like, what can we learn from this and let's try again? Or what did we learn from this? Is it necessary for us to try again? Is this the right fit, right? Now, on the flip side, shame could also kick in. What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? What did I do wrong? I'm so stupid. I'm not worthy of success. This will never work for me. Why is everybody else so much better at this than I am? And the thing is, now not only do I have to get to work, because I don't get to avoid that. I don't get to avoid the the work. I don't get to avoid, okay, what's the plan now? But I also have to fish myself out of this depth of the well that I just buried myself in by saying, not only do I have to get myself feeling right again, you know, and not only do I have to do the work, but I also have to climb and scrape myself out of the bottom of this well that I've just shoved myself to the bottom of. Because I told myself that I'm the problem, right? If I tell somebody, hey, go do this, go pitch these people, and, uh, you know, you're going to start to realize that you're going to get some serious traction and it's going to make you a bunch of money, that's because it does. I, I have countless clients who do that sales challenge, who do the 100-person pitch challenge, And they get to 20 people and they have six new clients and they were just wanting two, right? It works. Pitching works. 
The reason that I talk about it is because it works. Now, will it work for everybody? No, because maybe some people have such bad social anxiety that they couldn't imagine ever reaching out to a company like that. Fair. Maybe some people don't really need that because that's not necessarily the kind of business model they have. Perfect. But the thing is, is that if you try something and you haven't taken the time to really gauge, is this for me or not, and it doesn't work, then like, what are we expecting? You know, what are we expecting to happen? And how can the response be, instead of shame, how can the response be, let's get back to work. Let's make a new plan. Because that's where happiness is. That's where success is. That's where fast business growth is. People say like, how did you grow so fast? How did you grow so fast? I minimized shame. Looking back on it, if I were to actually pinpoint it, it took me so long to realize. It wasn't until about six months ago that I realized my goal was not to have a perfectly ran business. People are like, Someone said to me the other day, oh my God, I really need a welcome sequence. And I said, if it makes you feel better, I don't have a welcome sequence. And they're like, what? How do you not have a welcome sequence? Aren't you the one who like tells us how to run businesses? And I said, yeah, but that doesn't mean mine's perfect. That just means I know the parameters. I know the structure. I know what works best. And guess what? My business doesn't need a welcome sequence because I have five ways to enter my email and almost nobody enters it from the general add your email here box. They join it from the quiz, they join it from a freebie, they join it some other way, right? Like I'm not necessarily getting people on my email because they decided to enter their name into my, you know, inbox thing at the bottom of my website. I think there's like 18 people total who have done that. Why the fuck am I building a welcome sequence for 18 people? Like no offense if you're one of those 18 people, but when, but like I'm too busy, you know, I have to prioritize things. So am I going to have all this shame wrapped up in the fact that I don't have a welcome sequence? No, that was a decision. You know, I had to differentiate what advice was right for me. That advice wasn't right for me. And it might be right for you. I do have a welcome sequence behind my quizzes. I do have a welcome sequence behind, you know, some of the other things that I do. But like a general one, absolutely not. Not for me. And that is... That is because I prioritize getting through shame as quickly as possible or avoiding it altogether. And it took me years. I'm not going to act like this did not take me six years to get here, guys, and a fuck ton of expensive therapy. So if it's going to take you time, commit to it. It doesn't happen overnight. But make your goal every day to get as, as far away from shame as possible. And that's why people say, like, you have to be your best friend. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. Like, don't beat yourself up for it. It's not some shitty advice. It's actually the only advice that you should be listening to because if you are not the one prioritizing your peace and happiness, who the fuck's gonna do that for you? Truly, we have to do that. We are in control. And when we think about shame and when we think about, you know, ways that we can build a business for our life or the way that we wanna live our life or the ways that we wanna, you know, operate within the world, everything comes down to how much shame are you letting in? Everything. Let's say a guy I'm seeing says, yeah, that's cute. Instead of like, oh my God, you look like the hottest person ever. You are an angel walking among us, which is what I would prefer, but that's okay. And they said, like I said, you know, oh yeah, that looks nice. Then I might be like, oh my God, am I fat? Do they not like my hips in this? Does this look ugly? Maybe I should change. Or I could say, it does look nice. Let's go. Because I want to get through shame as quickly as possible. And guess what? I didn't need his compliment because I just stood in the mirror giving, giving myself my own for the past five minutes, right? Or 
if, you know, a family member of mine really lets me down, I can say, man, that really hurts. I'm disappointed. I'm sad. I'm, you know, I'm feeling really upset about that. And I can feel those feelings. But I can't say I'm not worthy of love. Nobody cares about me. I don't deserve to be here. Nobody wants me in their life. I'm unimportant because that's shame. So we have to identify at all times. If you are having a negative thought, ask yourself if this is shame or empowerment. Because if it is shame, it is your ego trying to protect you from something that doesn't exist. A lot of times our ego thinks that we are attacked by lions because it is living in like prehistoric era still. It needs to catch up. We're not being attacked by lions. When a client says, I'm not working with you, our brain goes into how are we going to feed the tribe, (laughs) right? When you have the skills to go find a new client. So is this a ramble session? Yes. What did it all come down to? Minimize shame as to as little as possible, if at all existent, you know, try to get it out altogether if you can. And I'm telling you like, that is it. That is it. I'm not the happiest fucking person on the planet, but I'm telling you what, I have never been more confident, more sure of myself, more empowered, more aligned, more, more happy than this ever. This is the happiest, the most empowered. And I think it's because my goal for the past three years has been I will not allow shame to live in my house. I will not allow shame to live rent-free in my mind. I get to control who visits my home. I'm locking the door. You're not welcome here. And it is my job to protect my home. I am the nest of my home, okay? I am the ring doorbell. You are not entering, my friend. This is only Amazon packages and Uber deliveries, okay? That's it. Maybe some friends and family, but they're secondary to Uber deliveries and Amazon, let's be real. Um... Okay, I wanted to leave you that with that because I want you guys to think on that. I want that to be something you carry into the new year or if you're listening to this in the new year, I want you to think about this and ruminate on the fact that like how much shame am I letting into my into my home, into my mind and understanding that you have control of it. Your thoughts are not something that are facts. Your thoughts are not something that you have to deal with. You can say, I don't believe you. Get the fuck out of here to your thoughts. They don't mean that something is true. They don't mean that something needs attention. They don't mean anything outside of the fact that you are scared. So come back to why am I scared? Nurture yourself, take care of yourself, and then say, hey, by the way, you're not allowed here. Go lovingly. Adios. We don't allow shame in this house. So wanted to leave you with that. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for getting ready with me this morning.